It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the Political Superman, coming to you live from Nuclear City, USA. <laughs> we glow green around here. The time, 716, excuse me, 817 on the East Coast, 517 on the Left Coast, and today we're going to start out talking about what everybody wants to know and that and that is why in the heck hasn't somebody told Nancy Pelosi to get some new polydent for her dentures because for some reason every time she talks her mouth looks like Mr. Ed oh I don't know but somebody needs to tell her I did attempt to call her office <laughs> Wants to tell her that. And for some reason, they didn't want to hear it. I was so disappointed. Like, but why not? It's so much fun. All right. So, tonight's topic, obviously everybody's wanting to know about the Mueller report. I'm just going to tell you. 
the Mueller report's going to be a whole bunch of nothing. Okay? And, boy, don't the news media look stupid with egg on their face. Because the news media, the news media today, well, excuse me, yesterday, reported all day that the Justice Department released parameters for Mueller to testify by. And today we find out that it was Mueller that asked for the guideline. <laughs> and basically says, hey, provide me some cover. So write me a note, sir. Now, I'm going to give you my thoughts on Mueller because, one, yeah, he's anti-Trump. But, two, I think he he was very ambiguous in how he left his report. I think he... I, I honestly think he doesn't want to be on Capitol Hill. Okay, I'm 110% certain he doesn't want to be on Capitol Hill. And you're not going to convince me that, that he wants to be there. Okay. Um, now, having said that, I think that's a big part of the reason why he asked for the guidelines, because he doesn't want to go outside of this report. And for everybody that doesn't really care much for his report, um, I'm not a huge fan of his report either, because if there was no evidence of a crime, there can be no evidence of collusion. In other words, you have to find a crime in order for there to be obstruction. And they found no crime, so there can be no obstruction to the crime. And... I, I have a lot of a problem I have a lot of problem with that particular with that particular mindset and the fact that they're going into this um, you know Democrats Nadler and others have said well we're going to focus on five things in the report well here's the thing each of those five things are pretty clearly spelled out so I don't know what Robert Mueller plans to add to that and so I'm, you know, to be honest, it's tomorrow's going to be a dog and pony show, okay? And anybody that chooses to watch the Mueller report or Mueller testify, number one, <laughs> you're in for a real treat. Uh, number two, um, it's going to be a great work of fiction. And number three, if you're looking to kill time tomorrow, that's the perfect way to do it. Okay, so let's... In each program, I try to give everybody polling data. And the polling data continues to look worse and worse for Democrats. Okay, and last week, I think you guys heard me talk about Richard Nixon in 1972 and mm-hmm. how all that played out. And, you know, you see, you saw it in 1972, you saw it again in 1984. Well, Democrats this week have been on a tear trying to offer everything under the sun to get votes. You've heard reparations to slaves. Now, let me, (laughs) 
I'm just going to tell you, there is one set of slaves that I would I would be in favor of giving reparations to. And that is all of these young boys and girls that have been ensnared as a sex slave in this country. You want to give reparations. Let's give reparations to alive slaves. So how do we determine? And, and I tried to find the math for this because these idiots... Uh, in these different committees that are doing the reparation review board. A, who do we pay the reparations to? B, how is it calculated? And C, what's to keep every individual in this country from coming out of the woodwork with some kind of slave ancestry? All of us have it, okay? Whether it's, you know, mixed... Uh, relationships in the 1800s, in the you know 1800s all the way up to the 1860s. How do you determine that? Oh, if you've got a little bit of brown in your skin, you're eligible for X number of dollars. It's kind of like there's going to be ads. All these attorneys. Recently, the federal government has set aside 16.4 billion dollars for slave reparations. If you or a family member has been affected by this. Please call 1-800-SUCKLOFF-LAW. 1-800-SUCKLOFF-LAW. Our attorneys are looking to fight for you. Okay. I just... That's stupid, stupidity number one. So, then I come to stupidity number two. And this one is going to be bad. Okay, so... Pocahontas, also known as Elizabeth Warren, has decided that they want to forgive (coughs) student loan debt up to $50,000 for every household with a gross income of less than $100,000. Basically, that means 42 million Americans, or three out of four of the loan borrowers, would be forgiven. Now, the outstanding student loan debt has doubled over the past 10 years to a $1.6 trillion as of June. Okay? Now, that is considered, by the way, the number one U.S. debt outside of home ownership or mortgages. Now, I am, listen, I'm okay with people being able to get rid of some student loan debt by pay, by giving work to society, okay? Whether it's you work as a volunteer in a civic organization, whether you work as a firefighter, police officer, school teacher, you know, I'm okay with forgiving it as long as you give something in return. But to just decide that, oh, hey, we're going to wipe out one point something trillion dollars in student loan debt. A, what is that saying to people that are going to start borrowing here in the near future? Oh, hey, let's just go crazy with the borrowing because Pocahontas wants to forgive it. I, I'm okay with forgiving student loan debt. I'm not okay with uh, people just. Huh, 
and I hate to use the term willy-nilly, but I hate to see, I just, I don't like the idea of us just arbitrarily forgiving student loan debt, because then the question's going to be, and Sean Hannity brought this up, what happens to students that have already paid off their student loan debt? Do we cut them a check for fifty grand? Do we say, okay, well, you get $50,000 in tax incentives up until your tax debt of $50,000 is, is clear? You know, I don't know. I don't know what the amicable answer is to solve the student loan problem. Me personally, I think you dollar for dollar, to be honest with you. I think if you want to volunteer, um, you get that money taken off of your student loans. I'm okay with that as long as you're getting something in return. But just to arbitrarily forgive everybody's student loan debt, that opens up Pandora's box just about as big as this whole stupid reparation business. Because then you're going to have people crawling out of the woodwork. Well, I paid off my student loan debt. Where's my 50000 And we've gotten so to the point that everybody has to have a college education according to, you know, various organizations. And let's just face it, folks. A, not everybody's college material, okay? Some people are so stupid they can barely spell their own name. And I don't mean that being disrespectful. Then there's other people that have more common sense than they do book sense. And those people are good with their hands. They're good with critical thinking. And, you know, why is it all of a sudden if you want to be an electrician, a plumber, a carpenter, a bricklayer, a mason, whatever the case may be, why is that a bad thing? Okay. I do not know. I know how to do the basics on working on cars. I would have given anything to have learned that kind of trade. Not because I want to work on everybody's car, but so I that's you know, that's a trade I'd like to do. So I watch YouTube videos now instead of, you know, I should have way back when when done that and you know, I'd have a comfortable life now. Um but, you know, I'm always called the perpetual student. I've been ordered that as soon as I finish this up, I'm done. Stop being a student, go get a job. <laughs> um, but the student loan issue, yes, we're going to have to address it, but I think it's dollar for dollar. I think for every hour you give in service, you have a dollar removed from your student loan debt. And if you think about that for... Uh, well, let's let's just put it. Let's say school teachers, okay? And let's give school teachers credit. We'll give them credit for ten hours a day when school's in session. So ten hours a day times 180 days equals. I mean, you know, that's 1800. That's 1800 bucks off their debt for one school year. So if they work 10 school years, if they teach for 10 years, that's 18000 off of their student loan debt. I'm okay with that kind of thing. Same with a firefighter. You know, firefighters, firefighters work uh, 48 hours a week, 
So you want to do 48 hours a week times 52. Okay. Each year they're going to get, you know, they're going to get $2,500 knocked off their student loan debt. Again, they work a 20 years, that's 50000 And maybe dollar for dollar, maybe dollar for hour is too little. But we should get something to give something. And we should also stop encouraging every person to go to college because not every, not every person is college material. And we have a shortage of trades, hands-on tradesmen, now because of this mentality that we've created. Okay, and I think that we need to get back to that. We need to encourage, as many of you all know, last uh, last month or so, in the state of Arkansas, there was a Job Corps facility that was on the chopping block, and Senator Cotton is the one that saved this particular uh, program, but. The number one, most people don't even know what Job Corps is. Number two, they have no idea that it exists domestically. Everybody knows what AmeriCorps is, but nobody knows what Job Corps is. And imagine how many 16, 17-year-olds out here that really aren't interested in putting their nose in a book, but they have skills that you can hone in on. Welding, carpentry, you know, things I've already mentioned. And they could make a good living out of those things. I know a guy that can't read or write hardly any, but he can put on a he can take a car apart, put on a blindfold, mix all the parts back up, take the blindfold off, and put that car back together. And as far as book smarts, he's as dumb as a box of rocks. We give him a wrench, and he knows what they'll do with it. So we need to, you know, Elizabeth Warren's not wrong and wanting to do something about it. She's wrong and wanting to give it as a subsidy. Okay. Um, Barbara, you're unmuted. You've been unmuted. If you're muted, it's on your end. Thank you. Now... All right, so there's a, we've covered Mueller, which I'm not so gung-ho about Mueller. I think that's just going to be more um, hubbub. (coughs) Now, so anybody have any comments on the, the, hey, let's get rid of up to 50000 in student loan debt per individual or per household that's making less than 100000 per year before we move on. You know, I actually household. have two. Barbara, you go first. Sorry. Um, all these people are coming out, all the presidential hopefuls, they'll never get beyond primaries, um, they're all forgiving $20 an hour jobs, forgiving student loans, forgiving that, forgiving this, and let's just give everybody $1,000 a month. 
whether you're working or not. But they've never answered the question. And nobody's asked on these debates, of course, what do you expect? Who's going to pay for all this? Where are you going to come up with the money? Pay for all this. Not one of them has ever been asked that question. And I suspect never will until they allow Fox to officiate well, one of these debates. Well, let's just go ahead and, and put it out there that the student loan debt in this country, it, most of it's not owned by private entities. I know a lot of people like to think that, but most banks aren't into the student loan industry anymore. Um, Fannie Mac is the one that does most of those. And the government owns almost all student loan debt, even private student loan debt. Okay. So if anybody gets screwed, it's going to be the federal government. And let's just face it, they're not getting screwed. Okay. Um, Number, here's the thing. If they tighten up on the school, if they tighten up on the student loan business and they were to regulate that, well, I don't want to use the word regulate, but if they would would change the guidelines, these schools would stop raising their tuition. Because that's what this is. These schools aren't all of a sudden every year deciding they need 20, 25, 40, you know, percent more operating budget. It is, okay, well, let's see how much more student loan money we can get to operate. Because if you'll notice, most schools that get turned down or stripped of their ability to get financial aid, they close. <laughs> there are only two universities in the United States that I'm aware of that function solely and fully without any government funding whatsoever. Okay. Which ones are those? I'm sorry? Which ones are those? One is DeVry. Hillsdale. And that's it, Hillsdale. Hillsdale's the second. Hillsdale is functioned primarily, they have end-of-life giving that... Mm -hmm funds a lot of their students that they bring in on scholarship. Uh, but to get into that school, you don't just go sign up and they let you in the door. You have to demonstrate a conservative mentality or they're not letting you in the door. Okay. So, but, I, you know, before we move on now, I know Mark had some points to make about the student loans, so go ahead, Mark. Not necessarily the student loan, but the reparations thing. And I think this is something that Trump can say, that when we offered reparations in the middle of the 19th century, we promised 40 acres and a mule. Well, we have a lot of unclaimed land, more government-owned land in the West. We'll give you, we'll dole out 40 acres, and I'll open my own mule uh, farm, and we'll just start giving out mules. My second option would be, well, you know, if they knew that, oh, and they get 40 acres of government property that's up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Now, my second thing would be, you open the, you do a historical search of the slaves that 
were owned prior to the fifth, to the thirteenth amendment, and then you make out a government check for every one of those names on the books, and with the caveat that only with the photo ID can they cash those checks. <laughs> And since most of them have been dead for at least 100 years now, I think yeah. we're only wasting the ink and the paper. Yeah. <laughs> and Trump can say, I gave the American people reparations. It's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hell, not my um, great-great-uncle. And my great great aunt owned slaves. So I guess Did you know the first I, slave owner in, in the United in the in North America proper? Not North America, but in the, the American colonies proper was yeah. a black man in uh Massachusetts. Oh. Wow. Wow. Well, I think, listen, if people truly knew the history of slavery in the United States, not the history of slavery overall, but the history of slavery in the United States, that they would definitely be shocked. Well, because it was the Democrats that started it. Well, I'm not even talking about the political ramifications. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the color ramifications, number one. And number two, I'm talking about the the fact that uh, of the entire populace of the United States at that time, a very small percentage was slave owners. And try as I may, and I have tried to figure out how they would uh, deal with reparations. How would they determine who gets them? And to save my life, I cannot. I I don't know. Because the children of slaves are no longer alive. The children's children of slaves are most likely no longer alive. We're about to kick the bucket. Mm-hmm. And why should we pay the children's children's children for the fact that they were slaves? A, none of us living today caused it. None of us living today enacted policies that agreed with it. And the majority of the founding fathers, by the way, were not happy slave owners. They were slave owners because it was the law at the time. And if you look at Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, all of the others, upon their death, which was allowable by law at the time, they all freed their slaves. Yep. So I just, I got a, I got a little bit of beef with that one. I really do. It it aggravates the living snot out of me over that one. 
All right, so let's move away from the Democrats and the Republicans on a national level, and let's address something on a state level. A couple of weeks ago, it was mentioned that in Tennessee, in the county of Rutherford, that the <laughs> county mayor there, Bill Ketron, basically was going to have his gonads in a vice, and the vice was going to be pretty well tightened to where they were nice and blue. But, oh, what a difference 14 days makes. And there has been so much pivoting and backpedaling by the anti-Bill Ketron people, which I find kind of amusing. Uh, When the TBI announced that they were investigating this little case, everybody was quick to jump on the old Bill Ketron's busted bandwagon. Well, then it happened. Some little backroom deals got made. And all of a sudden, Bill Ketron has got a rose with some Febreze coming out of his rear end. <laughs> now, his daughter? Oh, yeah, she's in big doo-doo. Um, but I have it on good authority that should the four customers that have beef with Ketron's agency be made whole, the TBI and the district attorney's office is going to just kind of let this go away under the condition that Mrs. Ketron no longer function in any capacity as a insurance person. Now, whereas, you know, I'm not, I know this. I read the letter that Ketron sent to the media outlets, and I don't think I've ever seen a father pitch his daughter under the bus as quick as he did. He loves her, but he didn't have nothing to do with the agency. Uh, I just, listen, for those of you that are following it. Those of us that knew know him knew that's exactly what he was going to do before it even came out, because I've for, known about it for six months at least. For those of you that are keeping up with it, and for those of you that want to see Ketron fall, not going to happen. Okay, he'll be reelected in a landslide. Number one. Number two, um, the daughter's going to get what's tantamount to a slap on the wrist, and then very quietly, uh, the moron in the governor's office will make it all go away. Okay, so just uh, clear that up, uh, much as I predicted. That situation is already, it's pretty well dead now anyway. Uh, Her resigning from the SEC um, yesterday took care of it all. That That was the last grand push, and the vice chairman of the Tennessee GOP is the one that basically pushed her out the door. So way to go, Jennifer Little, for shoving her out the door. Um, now, having said that, there's other fish frying on a state level um, that Democrats are going to seize on in the state of Tennessee and probably pick up a seat or two. Um shortly. So, Peter, or Peter, shoot, Beto, 
Let's pivot back to Beto. Everybody remember Beto O'Rourke? The Democrat. Yeah, he was here in Nashville two weeks ago. The favorite son of the Democrat Party? All of about four people showed up. Say what? He was here about two weeks ago. But all of about two people showed up. Well, I was going to say, there's about 70 or 80,000 people waiting to see him. Yeah. Remember, I want to be honest. Where's your pen? Remember, I want to be on it. Bella's writing me a note. I had to correct her note with my red pen. Anyway, now, well, you know what? Let's take a break from politics for just un momento, por favor, and let us discuss boiled eggs, fried eggs, and chocolate cake with cream cheese icing. What? Okay. We're going to discuss, so Bella decided that she was going to bake a cake. Hang on just a second. Chocolate cake for breakfast. (laughs) So... Bella got up the other morning, and she was really ready to bake a cake. So she bakes the cake, and boss lady comes in here and brings me a piece of the cake. I'm thinking, you know what? Chocolate cake, cream cheese, icing, yum. Which, by the way, a yellow cake with chocolate icing would be even delicious, too. Just saying. Anyway, so I take a bite of the cake. Yum. I get through the cake down to the last bite. And I push my fork in it, getting ready to cut it, you know, to to make it into two bites to savor the flavor. And I hit something hard. I'm like, okay, not really sure what's going on here, but okie dokie. So I push my fork on through, and lo and behold, what do I find? but a boiled egg yolk. An entire egg yolk. An egg yolk. Oh, God. So I'm like, well, we're going to end that piece of cake. Left it alone. Didn't think nothing else about it. You know, threw it away. So later, I'm thinking about this cream cheese icing and chocolate cake. I'm going there and get me another piece of cake. And I'm like, well, probably won't happen again. So... I cut into this cake. I get down to the last two bites. I go to cut it in half. And lo and behold, what do I run upon? But you know how when you hard fry an egg, you know the white of a hard fried egg? Yeah. Well, what do I find in the bottom of this cake but a hard fried egg? Now, before you all comment on this, Bella wants to hear your all's reaction, but she's having a little bit of trouble 
getting the phone system to work. So hang on a second. I'm going to pause y'all just a second. How are you feeling, Mark? I'm fine. I actually had my last doctor's appointment today. My wound is all closed up. Good for you. And everything's perfect. Good for you. Good for you. Watch your phone. Yeah, I won't be doing anything in mud anytime soon. I wouldn't think I actually, that. I went swimming on Sunday. I have a, I have a, uh, a little cousin who's three, going to be four. That every time he sees me, he goes, "You want to come swimming? Let's go swimming." <laughs> and, and what it is, my, uh, my mom's side of the family. Every Sunday, we get together at my aunt's house. So nice. there's a few generations in there that go. So I went swimming with my niece uh, and two cousins. All right. So now we've solved the problem with the earpiece. By the way, just for all those of you on here, make sure you call me by political superman and nothing else, please. Anyway, having said that, So I cut into this last piece of this cake, and I find the white part of the egg like you had hard fried the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So Bella comes in, and she says, how is the cake? I said, well, it's the only cake where I've ever had a deviled egg and a fried egg and cake all in the same thing. Or the thing. Oh, come on. Well, it was good except for those two bites. <laughs> now, to her credit, she hand she hand mixed she hand mixed the the batter instead of using the little beaters, which I think a cake does better if you use it with the hand. At least that's what they say. Boss Lady makes some pretty good cakes, and she uses the beaters, so I can't really say anything. Uh, But otherwise, the cake was great, good and moist. Surprised it all stuck together since the eggs seemed to be all in (laughs) two different locations instead of throughout the cake mix. But uh, Otherwise, it was a tasty cake. It's okay, Bella. We may have her make a fried, we we may have her make a fried deviled egg chocolate cake again. I don't tease her. Is this the first time she made cake? Oh no. I don't think that will happen again. <laughs> she's, she's learned her lesson. 
she's learned her lesson. Yeah. I don't think the cake calls for fried egg. Try it, but, you know. Fried egg or deviled egg. Kind you could be starting a new trend. <laughs> yeah. The fried, the fried deviled chocolate egg cake. <laughs> yeah. It's called scrape and turn, scrape and turn, scrape and turn with your spoon. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my oh, goodness. Hey, you know what? It's always good to have a laugh since we're always on politics. I know. Hey, that's okay. I put too much salt in some cookies, and they were awful when I first started cooking. Well, oh, boss yeah. lady made some cookies awesome. today. Made some chocolate chip cookies. Made some. Uh, they sound good. Made I'll some coconut cookies. I had one of the coconut cookies. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, so they can keep those. But I'll be my 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 nephew Elijah. Some of y'all may have heard him on the program in years past. He is now seven days, eight days, away from graduating from Fort Lost in the Woods in Leonard Wood, Missouri. He'll be back home and able to walk across the stage. (laughs) That's where my Uh, first lesson went, without problems. Say what? It's where my first lesson went. Fort Lost in the Woods. Well, I mean, you've had so many, it's hard to keep up with them. So, oh, glad you clarified. No, 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 no. What kind of a camp is it? Say what? What is boot camp? Of... Military boot camp. <laughs> oh, it's military boot camp. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he graduates on the first of August. Wow. It's called Fort Leonard Wood, but they call it Fort Lost in the Wood. Oh, okay. Now, here's something else for you. He's not even 18 yet. Wow. He hits 18 in November. He going to get to vote? Nope. Well, now he'll get to vote. He'll get to vote in the next election. And I can tell you who he's voting for. El Presidente hey, Trump. I'm going to say what? I almost got my picture made with two uh, young men today because one of them had to make America great again hat on. Well, I have a Except make America We went to the Peach Festival over the weekend. And what did the boss lady do? But she picked up a Make America Great Again hat. What? And the political superman had to throw one on his head. Hey, Jack. Yes, ma'am. Um, Addie what? said, which one's fixing to turn 18? Elijah. Elijah? Yes. Okay. Jack had to put my... that hat on his head to keep, it, keep, keep those three hairs from frying his hair. <laughs> hey, y'all, like I oh, tell Jill, son, this is my program. My I'll kick y'all off. What's that? I said, I'll tell y'all like I tell Jill. This is my program, and I'll kick y'all off. You won't oh, kick me off. Where'd you go? Now, Where'd you get? 
So let's go back to politics. One of the um, one of the things that we're going to be doing, by the way, let me kind of give you all a, a rundown. We, um, I think, will have Political Straight Talk next Tuesday. The Tuesday after, we will not. And then the following Tuesday, um, we may have it, um, but it'll be on the road. So, there there will be some missing time there. There'll be a week that we don't do political straight talk uh, unless somebody wants to guest host. But otherwise, we won't. We could have Barbara read the Constitution, but people would be asleep. (laughs) When we come back, we will be doing uh, one the first, excuse me, the last Tuesday of the month, of each month from now until the election, we will be doing one episode of Political Straight Talk each month will be a training episode. And basically, what? Isn't that phenomenal? So basically what we're going to be doing in, in that episode is we will be training people in various areas of campaign. If that's what people want, we can teach people um, any number of things. Why is it important to vote? What's the history of voting? Uh, you guys be thinking about what you want, and we will I'll put that in. I know that... I know that some people want to talk about the ground game and how to run an effective ground game. I know that some people want to talk about um, get out the vote uh, outside of the ground game. Some people like to hear about how campaigns function. If you all want to do a a program on that, I'd be glad to do that. Um, I will tell you, limit your request to statewide races and federal POTUS. Uh, anything more specific than that has to be tailored to the specific race, and okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get any lower than statewide races. If there's a group of people that might be interested in a, you know, something smaller than a statewide race, and you all would like for me to to maybe do a separate training session for them I'll be glad to but let's keep let's keep it to statewide uh, and federal races yeah I think it would be important to touch you like that outfit Marissa so my my daughter today somebody braided her hair and so she informed me today that with the way her hair was done, she looked black. No. And so she's got multiple braids. Yeah, they're dreads, I guess. They look like dreadlocks the way she's got them in. That girl would be my sister. Say what? I said that girl would be my sister. Oh, did Lexi do it? Yeah. Okay, so Lexi did it. 
Anyway, I like it, actually. It looks okay. Could be tightened up on the head a little bit, but yeah. they look okay. Anyway, so uh, we'll be focusing on that, and then on other episodes, we you know we do the politics, we do those kind of things. But there's one thing that that you know you hear me talk about, and I've done it some. But one of the things we're going to do is we're going to highlight a missing person, and the reason being is there's so many missing people out there that don't get the that don't get the attitude or excuse me the attention that they deserve and let's just face it if you're white with blonde hair and pretty you're going to be all over the news okay and let me give everybody an example of this okay now, don't get me wrong, I don't blame these families for pushing, getting their picture out there, getting getting stuff on the news. Okay, I don't want anybody to think for one minute that, that I'm against it because they're white and blonde. But if you look at the past four individuals that have come up missing, the news has been flooded and all of them have been blondes. This old Miss student, Allie Costale, she was all over the news nationally. Okay, but did anybody know that a young lady by the name of Abigail has been missing just as long? They found her body under a dock. I'd never heard that that case. Is that the one? That was just recently. You know why we didn't hear the case? Because she's a nine-year-old black girl. She was brutally murdered. The police said that they tried to get the information out, but the the TV stations weren't interested. Oh, my God. Now, you know, I, I <laughs> missing, missing children is, and many of you know that's followed me on the program for years or followed my blog when I had the blog, know that every week I spotlighted a missing child. Um, missing adults too, missing people. And it is absolutely beyond belief that everybody, (laughs) yeah, I I just, I'm not even going to go there because it's going to piss me off. But listen, we're going to highlight missing children. Live I'm sorry? TV does a missing child every week, too. Live I do know TV that. does a missing child every week. I know that. John Walsh's program that he now has on Investigate Discovery, they do it. Um, they People do, okay? But there's so many people that go missing. But, yes, Live PD may do it, but their audience each week is a little over a million people versus Fox News, CNN, you know, well, let's not say CNN because Headline News has more viewers than CNN. Um, But you think about it. Look at the number of people, um, even on the broadcast news, CBS, NBC, PMS, NBC, all those networks, they cover the same people. Hey, Jack. Yes, ma'am. Marissa, I want to say something. Okay. Okay, here she is. 
Hi, Marissa. Hi. What are you doing? I'm doing a program. You are live on Political Straight Talk. Uh, for real? You are. There's people that can hear you. Everybody say hi, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Um, oh, hi, Barbara. <laughs> um, uh, I can tell that Barbara. Is it Barbara, Daddy? It is Barbara. Hi, sweetheart. Hello there, darling. Mark is on here, but we don't like Mark, so just, <laughs> yeah, we don't like Mark. That's no. not fair. Okay, she ran away now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to be doing that. We'll take a few minutes and highlight a missing child, and we'll put it on the Political Straight Talk Facebook page. And okay. any other topics that people want to discuss, I encourage people to give me ideas. Um, I know that that boss lady has had us cover some medical stuff, Medicaid waiver type things we've had. Um, I, somebody has asked me to cover the food stamp program. I don't remember who asked me to do that, but that's back in the news. Uh, the new Trump guidelines yeah. are going to get rid of 1.3 million off of food stamps. And I'm assuming... Uh, I didn't read the article on that today, but I'm going to assume that's welfare-to-work requirements. I hope so. And I hope so. <clears throat> well, let me ask a question, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Because I've thought about this. There are many, 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 many programs out there, many food banks, many areas to go get food. Why, why do we offer, and, and again, I'm asking, why do we offer a food stamp program when we also have all of these agencies in multiple places for people to get food, and they can go pretty much every day? Because Democrats need votes. Yeah. Plus, a lot of these pantries now. I know there's one in Murfreesboro that you got to be careful of because some of their food has expired. Well, listen, I'm just gonna you know. just tell you, you you get a day old loaf of bread, ain't nothing wrong with it. Matter of fact, Walmart today when I went has an entire rack of bread in the back. Big French bread rolls for fifty cents a pop. Oh yeah, I know, I know. But I'm talking about other things, canned stuff. Okay, yeah. canned food is non-perishable. That stuff is it's put in a can and cooked. It's not going to go bad. But then why put an expiration date on it? Sell by. Because you're required yeah. to sell by doesn't mean use by. My my point is is that it it seems to me and and just. You know, this this is from a guy who, who listen, I want to help people. I think people, that, there are people that are out there that struggle, okay? Yeah, you know, we don't have everything we want or want in this household. You know, we can't go buy steaks all the time. We can't, you know, we can't do the things that if it were up to me, we'd have ribeyes, you know, a couple times a week and brisket the other times of the week. But that's different, our basic necessities and basic needs are met. 
okay? And listen, I want to help people, but is there a better way? Is there a better way? Is there a way to team everybody up and make the resources that we've got go farther? I happen well, to think yes. Well, yeah. The regulations should be placed on food stamps. Agreed. Because, um, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong because I've been there, done that, been on them twice, but got off of it. You know, and that should be a regulation. You cannot stay on it forever and ever and ever. You know, well, let me ask a question. Let, let me let me let me ask this question, okay? Um, McDonald's two years ago, three years ago, something like that, sued the Department of Agriculture because they wanted to make McDonald's food eligible for food stamps. Oh my God. And then there's some other restaurants that jumped on the bandwagon that says, hey, you know, we want to be part of this too. Now, I don't know how the courts are going to hear it. I know there's been two different rulings which guarantees it's going to the Supremes, okay, if they choose to hear it, which they probably will. <laughs> they can if it's cold. How do they rule on something like that? Well, I don't know. Where in the Constitution does it say the government has to provide food? (laughs) It's a constitutional issue. It's not a constitutional issue. It's a rule issue, in my opinion. Exactly. I don't remember any amendment saying (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Um. Sorry to change the subject, but um, Marissa is just keep on asking me questions, saying, when is Daddy going to ask me and you questions? Well, you know what? Give me just a moment, and we will do a kitty corner of Political Straight Talk and ask you some questions, okay? Okay. Let me finish this thought. Okay. So, if, okay, so I think it's a regulation issue of, okay, here's a subsidy that you receive. For example, WIC. When people are on WIC, which, by the way, is less funded by the government than the food stamp program, you can only buy certain products. And I think they've gotten to the point now where you can't buy the name brand product. You have to buy the generics. I can't swear to that. Okay, so you have to buy the cheapest at the time. Okay. Now, I'm actually, I guarantee you that in itself has saved that program millions of dollars by by simply changing that rule. But the restrictions on WIC are it has to be healthy. Okay, so here's where I'm going with this. So if we offer food stamps in Arizona, they have been testing with food stamps this whole boxed meal business. Okay. And these boxed meal companies have pretty much gotten this down to an art to where they can feed your family up to a family of six seven days a week for X number of dollars. Okay? 
And as I recall, I think the way the food stamp program works is you get approximately $35 per person per week. Okay, because as you all remember, back when they did the, when the congressman did the food stamp challenge, I also did it. Now, for a fat guy, that was very hard to do. But I did not go hungry. Wasn't exactly the greatest food to be eating, okay, but I did not go hungry. Now, um, you know, unfortunately, people think people think that the food stamp program is to be a serve all. So, in other words, let's say a family of four gets five hundred dollars food stamps in a month. Well, you know, they think, well, we'll buy all of our food with this, and we got our cash for this. That's not how it's designed. It's designed to be a supplement. If you are this far below the poverty level, we're going to give you $500 worth of this product, you know, worth to help you buy food, blah, blah, blah. And I just, you know, if there's any program in the federal government that is wasteful, it is the food stamp program. Yeah, and not it's not uniform across the country. No, and it's never going to be because it's it's given to the states in block grants, and each state can dole it out as they see fit. Well, you see, I don't agree with the fact that they can get cash back. You not can't on food stamps. Not in Tennessee, you can't. You can in other states either. That is one requirement with the food stamp program. That is federal. If they are getting cash off the EBT card, it's because they have a program called TANF or Families First. That's the two names for it that I'm aware of. And that is where single moms, single dads get a cash stipend each month for the number of kids that you have. But... Listen, that amount of money is minuscule compared to what it takes to raise a kid. In Tennessee, if you have two children not receiving any support whatsoever, the amount that you get is like 185. They misuse it. Most They misuse it. I told you about that time. They misuse it. I told you about that time I was in Dollar General. I was behind this woman, had three yappy kids. And, <laughs> well, you were. Yeah, I got you. Buy me that. Buy me that. Buy me that. Buy me that. But, but in, in, listen, but in defense of kids, all, all kids food. are that way. Junk food. That's all she bought. Now, how do you keep a child healthy? Letting them eat potato chips all day, or cheese doodles, or Twinkies, you know. Hey. I'm with the Association of Fat People, and I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Well, no, you get my point. I believe that's racist now that fat is a race now. (laughs) I'm with the Association of White Fat People. Okay, that makes it even more racist, so hush. 
that's a racist so comment. And I, All right, so and, we're going to take a break and, just a moment. Beep, 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 beep. And we are going to do the first ever Kitty Corner here on PST. Now, I have no idea what to ask these young people. Actually, yes, I do. We will start with Bella, because I know she's hanging out waiting. She just blamed Marissa, but she was the one wanting to know. Nuh-uh. <laughs> so, Bella, yeah? do you believe Donald Trump should be able to wall? Um, yeah. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> a wall is still chocolate. Wow, a chocolate wall. <laughs> Do you want to build a wall? Oh. Okay, so Bella. Yeah? Do you think that people that are in this country illegally, that means they're not supposed to be here, should they be taken out of the country? Yes. What if they're Hispanic? Should they be taken out of the country? Yeah. Very good. Anybody, no matter what your color. If you're not here legally, sign our buddy. Yeah. Bella, what's well, been your favorite part of the summer so far? Um, Marissa said seeing Marissa, but that's not my favorite part. Oh, well, Marissa, you just got slapped down. <laughs> well, um, Bella, do you do you remember anything I told you about the wall and stuff? Do you want to build a wall? Oh. Wait, is that Addie? Sounded like her. Yes, yes. Because I hear the baby. I hear the baby. Do you remember what I told you about that? Yeah. What did I tell you? Um, you said if I think on my dad's part of the family. If any of them were illegal, and I said no. And you were like, yeah, that's right. And then you were like, so should, if they're, if Mexicans aren't illegal to be here, something like that, should they be here? And I said no. Well, there you go. Oh, but from the mouth of babes. And and here's what makes this more interesting is that Bella is of Hispanic descent. Yes. And she has family in Mexico. <laughs> so it's this is the thing, okay? It's a it's a state of mind. And if you teach a child right from ground up, no matter what it is, this is what you get. And I'm gonna tell you something about Bella. Bella is very artistic, okay? She is probably one of the most artistic children I know. Her brain functions as an artiste, whether it's with food, whether it's with how she does her room, whether it's any number of things. Bella is a very creative child. One reason why I want my own space. Oh, yes. We've had the, we've had the room debate 
They listen. Mom. They are they are in a very big space downstairs. It is a very big space. Plenty of room for two children. Um, but three. Bella, there is three for another couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> Bella, Bella wants her own space, and she basically said that Malachi could just kind of float around the house as long as she had her own room. She didn't care if he had to sleep on the couch. So, all right, Bella, pass it on to the next one. Okay, here she is, Junior. Who's up? Is this Marissa? Yes. Hi, Marissa Lachey. Hello, Lachey Marie. So, Marissa, what's been your favorite part of the summer? Um, going home. What? Getting to see Amanda and Addie. Getting to see Amanda and Addie. What about Dad? Psycho, I love you, so. Psycho? Wow. At least we know who her favorite is. Wow. Oh, wow. Amanda and Addie. Stop talking. That's right. You stop talking. You. This is my show. You're about to get muted. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, so, Marissa. What? What's when your favorite thing? Handle, what's your favorite thing about he can't school? handle the fact he unmutes. Of going home. Going home. Going. So you like the end of the day, going home. Yep. Okay. And you're sure? Okay. What's the best thing you've done this summer? Um, uh, I don't know. Not to mention nothing. Nothing. <laughs> wow. Um, um, I did dishes and I washed them my first time. That's all I did. Okay. Well, <laughs> I know it's a big lie. Thank you, Disneyland. So, Marissa? What? Did you like the bounce house or whatever it's called? Trampoline park? I love the bounce house. Okay. Did you like going swimming at Nan and Pops? Yes, I love swimming. Did you like the Peach Festival, the parade? Yes, the Peach Festival. All right, then. So what's this business about nothing? <laughs> well, well, nothing I love, but I love everything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she loves nothing but loves everything. That sounds like a politician. Precious girl. All right, is Lexi around or is she outside? No, she's um, she's outside helping Malachi do yard work. But you can ask me some more questions if you want. Nope. <laughs> Kitty Corner is now closed. I'm going back to the program. Um, but this is a program. It is. But Kitty Corner is now closed. Kitty Corner will be here. We will we will let you Kitty Corner again next week. Yeah, if I'm here. Well, that's true. <laughs> and I'm not a kitty. I'm ten, okay? Oh, okay. She's not a kid. She's a cheering. A cheering. No. I'm a preteen, basically. A what? Preteen. You ain't a, a preteen until twelve there, buddy. <laughs> She's a tween. But I'm not a kitty. Anyway, so... The cheering corner is now over, so do me a favor and hit the mute button on your phone there. Okay. All right, so <laughs> let's 
Let's take this home by talking about old de Blasio, you know, the guy that's polling 0% in the presidential polls. The only person polling worse than him is Beto. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Beto is being told no-no by the voters. Bill is also polling zero in New York City. So we we have videos out there. Mm-hmm. of NYPD officers being doused with water, having trash thrown at them, people attacking, Ooh, that makes me so mad. Oh, God, people attacking yeah. these police officers. Now, I'm listen. sorry. I get it. I get people, there's some cops out there that are bad. Okay? I understand that completely. But the majority of cops, by and far, are very kind and just trying to get home at the end of their shift. Any cop I've ever had interaction with, any of them, okay, no matter what the reason, any of them have always been respectful, have always been uh, professional, and conducted themselves with the utmost integrity. Okay? And that's from federal level, that's from state level, local level, Uh, Secret Service, all of them. I've never seen one that has conducted themselves in any way other than with the utmost respect. And given that our country is built as a nation of laws, when we lose respect for the rule of law, we lose respect for our nation. Bye. Bye. And Bye. so I have a... Bye, Barbara. Goodbye, Melissa. <laughs> rest of y'all can just stick it. She's all about Barbara. Bye, Daddy. Bye, Sissy. Uh, I feel like hanging up on you. Well, go ahead. She did. <laughs> <laughs> Click. <laughs> okay, so anyway, when we lose respect for the rule of law, We lose respect for our nation. And I'm just, you know, yeah, I I do get people's frustrations, okay? I I understand it completely. I get that there, there are bad cops out there. But why do we, why do we, well, hey, why should the cops put up with this? There's going to be a day that the New York City cops, listen, there are 35,000 police officers in New York City. And if you think there's 35,000 cops that's going to sit around and let their officers, fellow officers, continue to get this kind of treatment, that's not going to happen. Ask old Pete uh, Buttgage what's happening mm-hmm. in his city. He's gotten right. noticed that his cops are getting ready to walk. Okay? And who's going to defend that little no-count punk then? Well, you know, every one of those people, I I understand they said they couldn't do anything because of who the mayor is. Every one of those people should have been arrested for assaulting an officer. You're exactly right. Um, Yeah. I mean. You are exactly right. There should never should that be allowed. And what is that? What message does that send your cops? Oh, yeah. I mean, the message that 
it sends me as a citizen is this mayor doesn't defend his cops. He hasn't from the beginning. And the question is, why would you want to be a cop in a de Blasio administration if you're not going to be defended um, and protected? I just, Hmm. I, I don't, maybe it's just me. He hasn't issued one word about it. Nothing. Well, it's because it's not politically expedient to say anything. If it was politically expedient and the Democrats loved cops, his ass would be crawling all over. Just, you know, everybody wants to condemn the police until they need the police. Right. And then... You know, and I, yeah. The same, like, the same <laughs> fools that did that, that, they would be the first ones to call if they were in trouble. Help me! Help me! Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. <laughs> well, I, I just, listen, I, I am of the, I'm of the impression of this. I think if you don't like your cops, if you can't support the police, then you don't need to be the mayor of a city. You especially don't need to be the mayor or the leader of the largest police force in the United States. Uh-huh. Okay? Because, you know, look at what's happening to Buck Gage. Look at all these other cities where they can't get any cops because they're afraid of, hey, if I try to do my job, I'm going to be charged with a crime. Uh, for defending myself, or I'm going to be vilified for doing what's right by the people that I'm sworn to protect. Yeah. A spokesman came out today and said that the um, recruits, recruiting is down 11% in New York. Well, it's awful in Nashville because they have that oversight board. Nobody wants to work for three or four level oversight over you? Who wants to do that? Well, the oversight boards, I'm assuming it's a civilian oversight board. Yeah. Yeah. Civilian oversight boards are garbage. I never have liked civilian oversight boards, and that's that's a way to circumvent cops, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I think the civilian... Those civilian boards. If you look, if you look at cities that have civilian boards, the majority of them are Democrat-leaning cities. Yep. Okay, and they serve no other purpose than to, they say, to provide you know a community voice. But that's the biggest load of horse hockey I've ever heard. Newark. They're set there. Sure. I'm sorry. Manure, for sure. Yep. So all they're sent there to do is to, yeah, I just, I wouldn't want to be a cop in these cities. And Anderson, he's no friend of the cops there. He's got his nose so far up the mayor's ass that he can't breathe without getting turd nuggets. So. What do you think about this? What do you think about Mueller having an attorney sitting next to him? 
Well, I find that interesting. The only thing I could think of is that Mueller, you know, we all know Mueller didn't write the report, and there's going to be aspects of it he's not familiar with, so that could be my only, the only thing I could think of, unless he's worrying about perjuring himself. <laughs> you know, I kind of thought about that too. Maybe he's, maybe he's worried about his own little perjury trap. Well, who wrote it then, if he didn't write it? Excuse me. Um, the lawyers under him. Andrew Weissman. Mueller's name's at the top of the report, but I promise you he didn't write that report. What are the Democrats expecting to come out of this meeting? And like I said at the beginning of the program, it's a dog and pony show. That's all it is. Uh Every, Every bit of tomorrow's dog and pony. Yeah, it's gonna be a there's no there's no news coming out of tomorrow. At the beginning of the program I told people if you want a good work of fiction, watch tomorrow because <laughs> that's all it's gonna be. A big work of fiction. Every last oh, yeah. bit of it. Democrats will be falling all over them. Thank you so much for your service and virtue blah, 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 blah. for the American people. However, Jim Jordan will ask, when did you but know if, there was no collusion? <laughs> well, that's going to be one of the first questions that Republicans come out with, and rightfully yep. so. Mm-hmm. If they've got uh, half a brain, they're going to keep asking that question. Uh, okay? Uh, and they're going to uh, ask uh, why he used an unverified report. I mean, there's going to be... There's, yeah, the, the, listen, Democrats, I don't know what they're smoking on this because this this cannot end well for Democrats when Republicans yeah. start asking questions. It's going to backfire on them. Because they're not going to get, listen, neither side's going to get any definitive answer that they want. But Republicans are going to give food for thought for people. They're mm-hmm. going to make people think. Okay. Democrats have to know this because a regurgitation of everything that's being regurgitated ever since the report come out isn't going to benefit Democrats because everybody's heard the same tired lines. And listen, everybody's already said, look, impeachment's stupid. We're not doing impeachment. Yeah, but that's what they're going for. That's why they want him to appear. It's because they want to fuel the fire, pan the flame, well, and try to get uh, you know, uh, to they think they can, okay, and and that may be their their intent, but I'm going to tell you, the public is not going to go for it. None of the public, okay. This isn't just a a okay. Well, the Democrats are going to try for impeachment. This is a. Uh, the the public doesn't want this, okay. And believe it or not, the Democrats know the public doesn't want this. So why they continuously run this little gambit is beyond me, because the public no wants it. It's just ridiculous. It is. It's stupid. Guess who's on the? Guess who's one of the panel tomorrow? <gasps> AOC. 
Um, yes, and that is simply the reason, the only reason that she's part of the panel is because she is. She's a she's she's considered a rock star of the party from the media's perspective. They're, this whole thing is pandering. Okay, it's now as a political strategist, let me just tell you, as a political strategist, if I'm in New York and I get the call from a Democrat that's running against her or even a Republican that runs against her, I'm like, I will do this for a discounted rate. Okay, I will do this half price. Because I'm going to tell you, okay, and and there's, you know, you're going to hear some people talk about this coming up, especially from other strategists. She's easy pickings. Okay? The only person that's probably easier to pick off than she is is Omar. Oh, yeah. He's got Charles. Okay? And anybody thinks that that crowd that showed up the other day was a true crowd is full of crap. That was a setup. That was the biggest staged event I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Her okay. Stupidly, her stupidly stand there and say, <laughs> "I am the president's worst nightmare." You know, you better watch your step, little lady. Well, that that sounds to me like a threat. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, people. People need to watch out. And, and listen, you know, much like you all heard me call you all out when President Obama was the president, I didn't like that crap when he was president, and I don't like that crap now. I think that the office of the presidency deserves respect, and I, I think the occupant also deserves the respect. Okay? We can disagree with the president all day long, but he deserves respect. The same respect that they demanded when Obama was president is the same respect that President Trump deserves. And had anybody talked about President Obama even remotely close to how these people have chosen chosen to treat President Trump, we would all have been labeled racist and everything else. And it blows my mind that these same individuals have the nerve, the nerve to do this stuff and then think that it's okay and that we should be okay with it because, oh, well, we don't agree with, we don't agree with Trump. Well, I didn't agree with anything Obama did, but you didn't hear me go around trashing him. You didn't hear me go around trashing Michael Obama. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think people deserve. Brat, I'm sorry. Of the brat pack, I was just speaking of the brat pack. Um, did you see that? I wouldn't video? insult the. I wouldn't insult the brat pack by calling them the brat pack. Well, they are. The children. Well, you're insult. You're insulting the true brat pack. That's who that I think we just called them the whack pack. Call them the whack pack. Correct. Have you pl- the whack pack? We'll call the, the wacky whack pack. pack. Yeah, the whack pack. And we'll play a little Patsy Cline for their theme song. 
<laughs> or feeling this blue. <laughs> well, I know Rashida Tlaib, whatever her name is, being dragged out of the. <laughs> well, you know, I'd love to know who I'd love to know who come up with that. Somebody went and dug up that video. Well, because... okay, when I first saw it on Twitter, I sent it to everybody. I sent it to Gorka, Kennedy, Tucker, Laura. I sent it to everybody on Fox. And I got the next day, here's Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering. I wonder what people do when they see that you've sent stuff to them. I think they're like, oh, no. Go that kook again. Oh, stop it. They're like, can we mute her? No. I oh, I'm it. pretty sure that's what they do. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> All right. So let's round this up. I'll give everybody a final thought. We'll start with Mark. My final thoughts we're going to have about. Six more years of this crap with the media, if not another ten more years. So I say we just get used to it and just move on. Well, it's not a matter of not being used to it. I think everybody's used to it by now. It doesn't change. I mean, the media needs to get used to it. They've got to realize, they're too stupid to realize, that what they're doing is actually hurting themselves. I mean, hello, CNN is now uh, being beaten by reruns of the Golden Girls, you know. <laughs> I mean, when does it ever enter their brain to say, hey, maybe we're doing the wrong thing? Well, when it comes to the ratings of the media, the the media is not worried about ratings in the least because they're still making revenue. They still have all these high high price ads from McDonald's and uh, a host of other major uh, companies and they're still getting the money. Turn on Fox who's winning who's winning the ratings war, war and all you have is uh, commercials for uh, UTI products. Our erection. Yeah. No, it's it's the catheter ones that I love. It's like every other commer- every other uh, segment is a there's a catheter commercial or uh, one for an ostomy bag or yeah, a walker. Yeah, the hover around hell. They must own uh, at least three or four hours of the uh, of Fox News. They probably have hurricane. shares in the company at this point. The hurricane. It's ridiculous. All right, so I'm going to come. Don't worry, I'm going to give you all the rest of y'all the opportunity for a final thought, but I wanted to interrupt with two stories. Number one, the top 50 uh, sports teams are the most valuable sports team. The number one most valuable sports team in the world Mm -hmm. is the Dallas Cowchumps at $5 billion. Oh, God. Number two is the New York Yankees at $4.6 billion. Three and four are soccer teams. Number five is the New York Knicks at $4 billion. Number seven 
is New England Patriots at 3.8. Number eight is the Lakers at 3.5. The Golden State Warriors at 3.5. The New York Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers are tied for 3.3 billion. The Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Rams, 3.2. Washington Redskins and the Cubs, 3.1. The San Francisco Queer Niners, 3.05. San Francisco Giants, 3. The Chicago Bulls and the Bears, 2.9. That's kind of funny that both teams owned by the same guy. Uh, The Jets, 2.85. The Houston Texans and the Celtics, 2.8. The Eagles, Number 24, 2.75. The Green Bay Fudge Packers at number 27, 2.63 billion. The Denver Broncos, 2.65. The Baltimore Ravens, 2.59. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Seattle Sea Chumps, number 31 at 2.58. The Miami Dolphins, 2.58. Bunch of teams are at 2.58. The Raiders, the Colts. Yep. 2.38 2.38 billion, the Brooklyn Nets, 2.35, the Houston Rockets, Panthers, and New York Mets, 2.3, the Los Angeles Chargers, 2.28, the Dallas Mavericks, which is, uh, oh, Shark Tank. He's mm-hmm. number 43 at 2.25, the Los Angeles Clippers, 2.2, the Arizona Cardinals, 2.15, the St. Louis Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs, 2.1, the Jacksonville Faguars, 2.08, and the New Orleans Skunks, 2.08 billion. This is crazy. The top 50 and teams in the world, they ain't losing no money, that's for sure. Okay, final thought comes around to Tammy. Hello. Tammy. Uh, well, I will say this. Being in my first elected office and still in my inaugural year, I had a very thinly veiled threat from one of the other members of our board that if I hitched my wagon to someone else, that I would not be successful just like her. I'm assuming they're talking about Lisa. Yep. Yeah, she's she, she's in for a fight. Now, who could you go to to tell somebody about that? You can't. That's a political threat, not a direct threat. Yeah, but still, I mean, you can't go to anybody on that board because well, and the thing, the thing of it is, it's covering up a lot of crony capitalism that they're doing and a lot of corruption because there's yep. only two of us who will actually bring it up. Yeah. Oh, all right. Is that your final thought? No final thought. All right. Next up, Addie, you got a final thought? Like, nope, just listening. I wasn't listening. I'm trying to clean house, and Diana was crying. Wow. So I'll tell you all something. She's not listening. No, I don't want to repeat it. Tell y'all, about, tell y'all something about the baby, Diana. You know, the one that causes me to lose my focus and not stay 100% tuned. That still pisses me off about that comment. Oh, that makes me mad. Oh, that my show, hard. if I want to take five minutes out to play with the grandbaby, that's what I'm going to do. Anyway, so this morning I get her, 
and I have my hat on. Normally I have my hat on with my sunglasses on top of my hat, and that's the first thing she looks for. So this morning I have her, and I'm kind of laying back there on the, the bed and playing with her, and she looks up at my hat and realizes I don't have on my sunglasses. And the look on her face was priceless. <laughs> it was like she looks like she's getting ready to grab the sunglasses, and then the look on her face is like, okay, where in the heck are the sunglasses, buddy? Looks down at me like, where's the glasses? <laughs> she's grabbing the bill of the hat, pulling it down, looking, pulling it down, looking. Anyway, so we've decided when I have to retire this hat, we're going to put it back so that she can have it when she gets older. And tell her that, hey, you played with this hat. Don't know about the sunglasses. She'll probably break them before then, but that's okay. We'll get a new okay. pair. So before we move on to the next person's final thought, <laughs> Boss Lady has a way of sending me stories that just kind of, you have to scratch your head and go, what the hell? Here's the headline to this story. Campers arrested with LSD-laced dog biscuits in western Arkansas. Oh, no. So, <laughs> a 25-year-old Louisiana man, see, I thought of Mark right off the rip, uh, has been arrested in western Arkansas after he was allegedly found with psychedelic mushrooms, LSD-laced dog biscuits, and a variety of other drugs. Quincy Edward Bordeaux of Monroe, Louisiana was arrested on multiple felony counts at Lake Wachita State Park about 70 miles west of Little Rock two other men were arrested on other drug counts but anyway (laughs) hey man what'd you get arrested for oh had some LSD laced dog biscuits you know had to make sure my teeth were cleaned I want to make sure my oh. canines were shiny. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Just like, oh, what wow. the crap? Like, all right. Next up for final thought is Barbara. Hello. Um, I was reading today, you know, that Omar and Talib are planning a trip to Israel. Well, I just read today that Netanyahu has a, agreed. <laughs> to allow the men to the country. I think it's a setup. Because all they have to do is open their ignorant mouth and he can kick it out. Now, here's an interesting, I'm sorry, Barbara, would you repeat that? <laughs> I said, Omar and Shalid are planning to visit Israel. The only thing that was stopping them is was approval from Prime Minister Netanyahu. Well, apparently he gave his his blessing that they could visit. I think it was the setup. I do too. I'm going to tell you right now, the Democratic Party will never 
and you write this down in great big capital letters, never put any resolution on the floor condemning Israel for a damn thing. Mark it down, write it down, that's the way it is. A nation that forgets God is bound for for demise, but a nation that rises up against Israel will be destroyed. I, I, I just think, you know, why was she even allowed to do it? Maybe they'll well, keep I, her. I doubt it. Yeah, probably give her over. Prison. Probably be willing to turn her over to uh, the Palestinian Authority and be like, hey, here's one of these young ladies you can put to work. How was she able, how was she even allowed to get up on the Congress floor and condemn Israel? And introduce that resolution. Well, she knew that resolution wasn't going nowhere. She did that for Islamic homies. By the way, I'm going to have to tell you all this just in case, but we got an email from TalkShoe, and TalkShoe is going to start monitoring certain communications on their platform. And if they deem the content of the program to be unacceptable, they will ban the user. Some of the content that is deemed unacceptable is the bashing of Muslims. So, let me be clear. I'm going to channel my best Obama. Let me be clear. (laughs) Islam is a farce of a religion. They are a bunch of punks and a bunch of fakes, and they should be called out for what they are, a bunch of murdering, womanizing, child molesting, uh, child molesting, goat raping bastards. Okay? All of them. And that's that. And if you don't like that, talk to you. I can go somewhere else. Have a good day. <laughs> so, I don't know why I hadn't thought of this before, but this is great Again, I told you, boss lady likes to send stories. So I am going to read you on a story before I give my final thought. Three full-time police officers were hired during the Thursday, July 18th meeting of the Pottsville School District Board of Education. Pottsville School District is the first district to have its own police force. We are excited about the potential that this brings in regards to the safety of our students and staff. We appreciate the city and all they have done in the past regarding school resource officers. They were three individuals, were all hired to serve as police officers for the school district. Garza will be stationed at junior high, Heron at the elementary, and Overturf at the high school. Officers will be employed by the school district with the district determining the pay and benefits. Each officer employed will have the same training of a police officer and the training of a school resource officer. This past legislative session, Senator Davis ran a bill that allowed districts to have their own police department rather than running them through the county or city. We saw this as an opportunity for consistency and safety in our students and staff. You know what? That is a great idea. I no, love that idea. It's not. I love that idea. That is a great idea that I hope every state in the union 
well, at least conservative states, will pick up and run with. And I think that I'm going to use the platforms that I have to advocate for that very thing. I think it is a wonderful idea, and I think that we could find the money in every school district in every state of the nation to fund this. It is a great idea. Fabian, our schools are already funded with SRO officers, and they're both trained alike. I think it's a great idea. It is an awesome idea, and I should advocate for that. And I think that I would run. I would make sure we found candidates to run against anybody that disagreed with that. That is a great idea. It's not a great idea. And if your kids were in that school, you wouldn't think it's a great idea either. Oh, I think it's a wonderful idea if the school district has their own police force. No, I don't. I don't see why that's not a good idea. Why is it a bad idea? Maybe they're already going to drug test kids. They're just going to drug test kids because they drive to school. There is so much opportunity for abusing the students' rights. No, absolutely not. No. Well, I got news for you, though. Now, wait a minute. Because the police force, listen. The next thing you know, then there'll be federal officers and it'll be the FBI. Because you know what? That's where all the schools are going to be anyway. And it'll be well, just I'm, like I'm, a federal prison. I'm going to go ahead and put the kabunk on that particular argument because a private police force would still be held to the same standards and still have to follow the Constitution. And that does include illegal search and seizure and unwarranted search. Who's going to hold them to that if they don't work for the police department? Who's going to hold them to that if they don't work for the police department? Nobody. <clears throat> if a student Nobody. does something so bad to cause the federal police and all that to get into it wouldn't you want that to happen i mean if my kids were going to school and another kid was caused that much effect wouldn't you want the police first of all well the police already there second of the police already there second of all there are no laws on the books there's things that happen in every school right now that the there's no there's no law, either a misdemeanor or a felony, for someone who does something who's 15, 16, 17 until they're 18 years old. So there needs to be juvenile justice reform. And there's already police, SRO officers, security resource officers, which are usually the sheriff's department that are, are in every school. Now, That's I agree not with that. not a good idea. I agree not with a good that. Idea. I agree with the statement that, that the county officers are already there. But... What's the difference between them being county officers and being through the school because system? Because they don't report to the school system. They don't report to the school system. They report to the county. You talk about some Jake Legg stuff going on if they rep- report to the school. Why don't I just tell you about all the fraud and stuff that's going on in the school? You, when you think about the principals and the our, especially our superintendent, how punitive he would be to some kids, are you kidding me? But you can't no. but you can't base a decision. This is the thing. You can't base a decision of this magnitude on one individual. If this particular individual and and listen, before before I go any further with this conversation, I know for a fact that the superintendent of the school that 
she's referencing over the school district that she's referencing, he's a straight-up bastard, okay, and doesn't deserve to be in the position he's in. However... But look, he's in the fourth largest district. Think about some of those backwoods school systems in some of the smaller districts. Well, this particular district that I've mentioned is a pretty small one, the one that I read the article on. And it and is one of the first... Back- this is, in there. this is one of its first of its kind, so we'll have to see how it plays out. But the concept is a good idea. And I'm not talking about some private mercenary force that goes in there. But listen, the these people... are already there. They're already there. And they're already funded. They're not funded through the general budget. They're funded through the state. Well, the... She's on here. Hey, Addie? Yeah? You want to come back over for dinner? Oh, it's okay. If, Thank you, though. If you do, come on. There's plenty. Okay. <laughs> come on. Come on. You, can br- you can bring Umberto, but make sure Diana comes first. If there ain't no room for Umberto, put his ass on top of the car. Diana's already. You, you, you didn't invite anybody else over. Say what? We see you didn't invite anybody else over. No, we don't like white people. And Mark's Asian, so we don't like him either. Well, we're eating typical <laughs> Hispanic food. You know, burritos heated up. That's oh, the way can't bring goes. me no burrito? You're saying I'm too white for your burrito? <laughs> well, I mean, you can go to Walmart and get some. Is that what y'all did? Got those Walmart burritos? Yeah. Hey, those are pretty good, though, if they're in the oven. They ain't no good if you cook them in the microwave. (laughs) Hey, we celebrated Umberto's birthday. Listen, we celebrated Umberto's birthday a couple of weeks ago. Well, three weeks ago now. And I'm surprised y'all hadn't looked for me a boyfriend. Jorge. Well, we have been looking for you a boyfriend, but the people we know are all real young, and given that you're, what, 70, it's hard to find you a boyfriend. So. Hey, I'm, I can do the cougar. I can do the cougar. <laughs> anyway, y'all hush. I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all try to hush. I think I can do a really good cougar. Now, Umberto likes to have spicy spaghetti on tortillas. So I was thinking, okay, I'll give it a shot. Holy crap, that was some good business. I like eating my spaghetti. I'm gonna tell you that was pretty straight. So we need to make that a we need to make that a tradition on a on Umberto's birthday. We need to do tortillas with spaghetti. I have just gotten ordered to the kitchen for dinner. So y'all know what that means. Here's my ah, final thought. I mean, here, here is my final thought. We have a day and time where the political landscape is very evil. But we have a whole generation of young people between the ages of 17 and 25 that have no idea how this country truly works or what its true foundations are. 
And we as a generation are responsible for making sure that is passed along, and that should be done very importantly. And we should make sure that everybody understands the importance of the founding of this country and what this country stands for. Because remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without them we wouldn't be able to do this. Thank the families of soldiers for we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And until next week, I'm the political Superman saying have a good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.